So after Doctor Strange starts to investigate what's happening, he and Wong are like, wow, that was some real witchy uh, runes on that squid monster. And they're like, do we know any witches? Yeah. Oh, I, I do remember one. So Doctor Strange visits our girl, Wanda, Wanda Maximoff. Maximoff. <laughs> <laughs> Maximoff in the film. And welcome to the Art of Costume Blogcast. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. And I'm Sorcerer Supreme Spencer Strange. Yes! <laughs> What's up, Elizabeth? Oh, I'm so excited. There was new Doctor Who news today that I think is going to get me back into the series. Oh, I read about that. Talk to me about it. I know they cast the next Doctor Who. I'm not familiar with this actor. Hold on. Let me bring up his name real quick because otherwise I'll utterly butcher it and I probably will either way. So I should at least try. <laughs> You're really good um, with names, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> that's untrue. We both know it, but thank you. Um, <laughs> Nukti Gatwa. He's going to be the next Doctor Who. Mm, I'm looking this man up. Doctor Who. So exciting. Oh, he's um, from that sex education show that I love. Yeah, I need to watch that. I want to watch it. I haven't been able to watch it yet. I haven't seen a new season, but I've always watched it in the background. It's a good, fun show, you know? Yeah, I, I'm really excited to watch that now. Uh, he's the first not-white doctor That's ever, great. <laughs> which is amazing. I'm like, cool, you had a woman doctor, which I have to catch up on her seasons. That's kind of like where I like dropped off because i was like moving at the time like it was just like craziness yeah so i'm like okay hbo max has everything we're just gonna go back um so i was gonna start that today but then i got distracted with the nanny mm. <laughs> so i was watching the <laughs> nanny and i was like i decided and nobody else's opinions matter when it comes to this statement i don't want to hear it <laughs> the nanny is the best comedy of the 90s and i don't care what anybody else says <laughs> i've still never seen the nanny it's hilarious and i don't know if i'm just really identifying with it because she's like a single woman in like her late 20s early 30s who just can't find a man i'm like maybe i'm just like super identifying with it right now yeah. but i love it <laughs> like it's amazing it's funny it's like it's fun to look at I'll have to go back and watch it sometime because I've never, when I was growing up, I was a big sitcom fan. I watched Friends, but I didn't like love Friends. I just appreciate Friends. Um, I've never seen The Nanny. I feel like I used to watch Roseanne a lot, which I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, like my family, like we just, we did not watch comedies or like sitcoms when I was growing up. Except for when I was very little, we watched The Nanny and The Cosby Show. Oh, and yeah. The <laughs> I used to love and The Cosby Show. I mean, it yeah, is Yeah, then is. he had to go and ruin it. Yeah. Um, we watched that and uh, the, press, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, Those were like right, right, right. the only comedies we really watched. So <laughs> oh, 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 the number one sitcom of it all. It just came into my fuzzy NyQuil brain. Of the 90s? Hmm? It's not really in the 90s, but oh, it okay. kind of went into the 90s, I think. And I have to fact check it. The Golden Girls is the best sitcom of all time, in my opinion. I watch that all the time. Okay, I see that for you. I <laughs> see that for you. I don't think that's the correct statement, but I see that for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm looking up the Golden Girls timeline real quick. I thought that was like an 80s. I went from 85 to 90s. Yeah, 85 to 92. But I will I will stand by the statement that it's the best sitcom of the 80s. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elizabeth, speaking of sitcoms that have gone bad, what did we watch this week? Oh, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> we watched Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I'm just getting all my sci-fi vibes this weekend, and I love it. Oh, yeah. This this was an interesting, interesting film. We're taking Space Month into an interesting space. <laughs> Can't see what I did there. Um, so funny. We moved it to the Multiverse of Madness and watched Doctor Strange. Yes. It just came out a couple days ago, so there is barely any information out there about it because it's very top secret. Um, but yeah, we're going to 
break it down and really enjoy it. Yes. And like always, this is a spoilery podcast. If you have not yet seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and you care about spoilers, you're going to stop right here. I'll give you a quick summary to kind of like get you on your way to going to theaters. But after this, it's Spoiler City. <laughs> spoiler City. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so our summary this week. When America, a team with a unique ability to jump between the multiverses, lands in Doctor Strange's timeline chased by demons, he finds that he not only needs to fight the evil following her, but also those he counts as his allies. Ooh, that's a good summary, Elizabeth. Thank you. We were talking about before we came on air, but a lot of the summaries out there are outdated. It's kind of interesting. I have a feeling they had a different plot in mind when they created Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness because the plots are not what happened. No, I really feel like Loki and the Spider-Man movie were meant to have a lot more of like an impact on this film and then for some reason they just threw that out the window (laughs) yeah (laughs) um well let's talk about before we dive into all the specifics what did you think of the film i liked it i enjoyed it it was really fun we'll talk later about the bad guy which i had i had issues with the bad guy yeah um (laughs) i don't i don't like what they did there but um it, it it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun, and I appreciated that because I feel like Doctor Strange movies should be fun. Yeah. And I'm like, number one was a lot of fun, and number two was also a lot of fun, so I appreciated that. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it was a good time. I loved it. Um, I was a little taken aback by the villain, the Scarlet mm-hmm. Witch, one of my favorite MCU characters yeah. ever. And it makes sense. Like, she does have... She had the dark hold. She is a bit of a villain, but just gave me like real whiplash coming from the end of WandaVision to now. I guess I just wasn't mentally prepared for it. I still stand our queen, even if she had to murder a bunch of people. <laughs> like I still love her, but it was just a little hard to watch. It, yeah. It, we'll get into it later. Let's All let's right. go behind the wardrobe. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about. The Multiverse of Madness. It was directed by the Sam Raimi, who I absolutely yes. love. He's a horror king, and I really thought he brought the horror to this film. Mm-hmm. Um, but the costume design, which is really interesting, Elizabeth, was designed by Graham Churchyard. Yes. Um, Graham does not have a big costume design uh, credit, actually. Could have fooled me. <laughs> yeah. So, actually, Multiverse of Madness is his first uh, actual credit as a costume designer. And he has two films in pre-production. The $6 billion man and the 2022 Batgirl. However, what I found was very interesting, which, full disclosure, we did another episode that you'll be hearing next week where we kind of talk about these same films. He has credits going all the way back to, listen to this, he is a costume assistant uncredited on 1979 Alien. Gandhi, he was an uncredited costume assistant. The Empire Strikes Back. Who does that sound like? Um, That sounds like our man. John Malo. John Malo. That sounds like our man, John Malo. It's all tying together. Our space month has become John Malo month. It has. It has. It really <laughs> has. Wow. Um, he was also an FX supervisor on 102 films. Batman Begins. He was also a costume supervisor on Order of the Phoenix. He did the Dark Knight, Clash of the Titans, Captain America First Avenger, Dark Knight Rises, Whoa. Thor The Dark World, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron, Rogue One A Star Wars Story, Justice League, Tomb Raider, and Spider-Man Far From Home. So Mr. Churchyard has had quite the life in costume, even if he's not officially a costume designer all the time. Yeah, this is like... All the, especially the special effects costumes. I'm like, oh, this makes sense why he did such a great job for his first credit. Yeah. Like he has a ton of experience. Yeah. I mean, if I were Mr. Sam Raimi, I would definitely go to Graham Churchyard. This is incredible. (laughs) Yeah. With that in mind, because this is such a new film, there is zero information about it. So we are going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're just going to break down this film scene by scene, character by character, and talk about all the good costumes. Yes.
this is Dan, audio engineer of the Blogcast. Just wanted to let you know that if you'd like to support the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash theartofcostume. There we post unheard bloopers, highlights, and bonus episodes just for our patrons. Make sure to check out the description for all of our links. And thank you for all of your support. a little out of hand. Are ready to jump into the multiverse? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I I was okay, I'll admit, I was like kind of confused when the movie started. I was like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> like, why does he have a ponytail? Like, who is this girl? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the opening. I was very distracted by Doctor Strange's updo. I was like, no. No. Yes, I I did not like it. And I like how he made a comment on it later on. I was like, yes, it is not appropriate for you to have that kind of hairstyle. Thank you, sir. Um, but I did love that Doctor Strange's outfit, the like very bright blue and bright red. I was like, ooh, ooh yes. Right? Yeah, I, I loved that Doctor Strange's outfit. Very interesting. It was like kind of futuristic, but maybe not really. Couldn't really tell, but I was just so distracted by the updo. It's funny how he was literally running around in the space between universes, and I still was like, what is going on with the yeah. hair? I felt <laughs> like it was a Doctor Strange who was trying very hard to look cool. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was the vibe he was going for. But then it also... I was going to say, pay no mind to the demon trying to absorb the power from America Chavez. Right? The updo is really distracting. Right? <laughs> um, but no, then you see America and I'm just like, oh, you look adorable, but inappropriately dressed for like <laughs> being chased by demons. Like, <laughs> I was like, can someone get this girl a super suit? She clearly needs it. Right. <laughs> I love how we introduce America Chavez with basically no introduction. Yeah. She's just thrown into it and everyone watching is just like, okay, yeah, we uh -uh. <laughs> we stand. We like this girl. I don't know what's going on here, but we're her fan. And I was just so shocked how easily um the first Doctor Strange was killed. I was like, Oh, it's gonna be yeah. one of those Marvel films. <laughs> I was like that shocked me too, because like at this point we don't really know it's like an alternate universe Doctor Strange. It shocked me for a second. I was like, wait, is this is this going to be all about this girl? Like, what is happening? Right. But no, he wakes up. Oh, my gosh. She would have been unwell if the actual Doctor Strange died. You would have gotten texts from me at, like, midnight being like, what the fuck? They killed him <laughs> off. I'm not happy about <laughs> I would have been still going to the movies. I went to a 1 a.m. showing for Doctor Strange, oh my which was psychotic that in is. the world of Spencer. Um, I still survived. Clearly. I went to a 1030 showing, which is insane for me. <laughs> like, that's my bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning, Spencer. 2 yeah. o'clock in the morning. I went to bed at 430. I think, Oof. yeah, 4.30 or 4.45. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do and that. And I still went on Twitter and I was like, Dr. Strange, <laughs> like looking up uh, <laughs> people's theories. So amazing. <laughs> what happens? Also amazing, though, was the wedding scene. I loved her wedding dress. Oh, my gosh. Christine looks so beautiful. This is one of my favorite wedding dresses yes. we've seen on the podcast so and, far. Okay. I feel a little crazy. I haven't checked this, but I feel like there was a different wedding dress in the trailer hmm. than what we see here. And I remember being like deeply disappointed because I feel like a lot of times when like the main the wedding is not the main event of a movie they just kind of like half-ass a wedding dress. They just like put like white fluffiness on somebody. Right. But they didn't. She looks beautiful. It is like elegant and modern oh, and very her. It's so beautiful. That's like one of my favorite silhouettes, like that caped um, like yes. elbow slit. You know, it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I get, And personally, I'm a fan of sleeves on wedding dresses. I think it's like I think it's very beautiful and elegant. 
and it adds a lot more to the design of them because I feel I feel like when they go strapless, they get very simple to each their own. But I'm such a fan of the sleeve. Right. Um, it was just so exciting, though, to see Rachel McAdams come back as Christine, though. Yeah. I don't know why, but I really thought she died. I <laughs> I guess she did it. But just all these years, like, we haven't mentioned her since the first Doctor Strange film. And suddenly she showed up at a wedding and I was like... Well, she's barely <laughs> in the first Doctor Strange film. Like, right. they, they're having this, like, heart-to-heart about how their relationship didn't work out. And I'm like... Y'all really should have developed this better. <laughs> like, it makes me sad. Because, <laughs> like, I almost forgot that, like, they had had a thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still haven't finished the first Doctor Strange film. The last 15 minutes I still haven't seen. Uh, I broke Elizabeth. Deeply disappointed in you. I don't. I thought maybe she died in the last 15 minutes. I don't know. I just no. always fall asleep before the end. <laughs> Spencer. I know. <laughs> fix this at some point um you know who looked dapper yeah <laughs> dr strange benedict cumberbatch can wear a suit yeah he looks good and i have just have to say i was really relieved to see that we left the updo in his dreams because yes he got himself together looking real good real quick and it's still somehow like very dr strange you know like the color of it feels very him yeah Absolutely. And it's very reminiscent of like when you see it in the first film before like the accident, when you see him just as like being like this super skilled, obnoxious doctor, it's like everything's very clean, very put together, clearly expensive and like impeccably made. And it's like, that's just who he is. Yeah. <laughs> he looks great. But of course, good things don't last in the MCU as this wedding is mm-hmm. quickly ruined by a giant octopus demon. Ew! <laughs> Ew was all I could say. But I did love his departure from the wedding, just like pulling out the cape and like changing his. Right. I was actually relieved. I was like, okay, enough of this wedding stuff. It's time to start destroying some monsters. He just whipped that cape back on. I was like, okay, time to get to work. Let's go. Um, supposedly, this is uh, based off of the comic book Gargantos. It's not been confirmed or denied. Either way, it's a giant octopus demon. And it was fun. I love a good octopus demon. Yeah. I liked it until they ripped its eye out. Oh, that was sick. I almost threw up. I love it. That, that's This is especially Sam Raimi's specialty. He loves a good, like, disgusting horror moment. Mm-mm. And he litters this film with those moments. He and does. it's just really good to see it come through in MCU. I did not fully appreciate that, but I'm glad somebody did. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens, you know? If we asked Taika Waititi to direct this film, it would have been totally different. If you it asked Sam yeah. Raimi, it would be one way. But of course, Doctor Strange cannot defeat Gargantos by himself. Mm-hmm. So we bring in the current Sorcerer Supreme by a... Uh, oh my gosh, what's a that A technicality. Word? By a technicality. <laughs> Long is here. I love that Wong is the super. Su- I love that Wong is the the sorcerer supreme. Oh my gosh, I struggled with that um, <laughs> because he's significantly more responsible than Doctor Strange. Like, right? Let's just get that out of the way. He is, but um, I also love he like upgraded his look to be sorcerer supreme. I feel like, and it's it's a good look. Yeah, I love that like purple robe slash armor that he's wearing. It's a very interesting material too. I remember watching the film at, you know, two in the morning, whatever it was. And I was just looking at his robe. I was like, wow, like the material is very interesting. Yeah, it's it's not only very interesting, but they put a lot of interesting details and like it makes him stand out, especially with the that like gold, like not gold, more like canary yellow, like under lay. Like, it's beautiful and interesting. It's very beautiful. And there I say that when we found out that Wong was the Sorcerer Supreme, I was a little disappointed at first. I'm like, damn, they did Doctor Strange dirty. But then we went through that whole scene with Spider-Man where he didn't even bother to have Spider-Man call his college and then, yeah. you know, open up the multiverse. And where had- he just forgot <laughs> Spider-Man was a high schooler was a teenager <laughs> then i was like yeah this makes sense wong could be sorcerer supreme yeah no he 
Doctor Strange has very, like, a lot of fine qualities. Um, I don't think the leadership of Sorcerer Supreme should be one of them. Exactly. But whose look was significantly different from anything we've seen in Doctor Strange, and I loved it. America Chavez, that whole denim jacket moment, incredible. Oh, man, I love that jacket. It's such a cool jacket. I just love how relatable they made America Chavez and also how they really brought her to just be like a real person too because her her superhero comic like sketches of course they're very drawn to be very sexy always wearing like short shorts and I was like no they this is like a real teenage girl yeah and not just a teenage girl but a young teenage girl like right who happens to have very serious powers. Yes. She is struggling <laughs> to escape this evilness, like for her, like she's running for her life. Like she doesn't have time to be wearing short shorts. She needs her denim jacket with all the stars and stripes and then just some very sensible blue jean sneakers and just gray top. I like when you really look at it, it's kind of shocking how simple the rest of it is because her jacket is so cool. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see this jacket everywhere. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many of these are being made as we speak right now? <laughs> Millions. Do you know how many how many young girls are going to be America Chavez for Halloween? And I love that. She's Millions. such a great character. She and I'm is. so glad that she was introduced. And I really hope she's brought back in feature films. I know. I hope um, she gets her own. I'm like, after you get your, like, powers pop in like she should get her own like tv show or something that'd be so fun like jump around like multiverse to multiverse that'd be so fun yeah the superhero of the multiverse not just the universe right (laughs) so after dr strange starts to investigate what's happening he and wong are like wow that was some real witchy uh runes on that squid monster and they're like do we know any witches yeah oh i i do remember one so, Doctor Strange visits our girl, Wanda, Wanda Maximoff. Maximoff. <laughs> In the film. Mom. Ugh, I love Wanda. Um, and I'm still a proud Wanda fan after this movie. Um, yeah, it's still rough. So, we visit Wanda and she's like apple picking you know she's in like this beautiful Beautiful. field i was so happy for wanda in this moment can i just say i was like you look so comfy and at peace and like this orchard is beautiful she's got like freaking sheep just grazing on her property i was really caught off guard yeah i was like this is a beautiful life for you like i'm sorry that you still have like terrible nightmares about your children however this looks peaceful and productive she's wearing like a very like comfortable looking flannel underneath like it's not leather but i don't know maybe it is uh i don't think it's leather i think it's it's one of those like very like um heavy like bull denim jackets Yeah. yeah yeah and you know she looks great and then of course everything changes it's all illusion and I was she's so mad. Actually, I up until this moment, I did not know that Wanda was the villain until this no. moment, and I was like, I looked around, I was like, "What the fuck? I, <laughs> like, what's going on?" I was mad because, like you said, it destroyed all of her character development from the show. It like I would not be opposed to Wanda being the bad guy, and I feel like they were like, "Oh, the book like it like corrupted her." Or something, but I'm like, the blame was like never placed on the book. Like you there was no showing of like the book like influencing her yeah. in any negative way, which I'm like, I could have believed that. I could have believed that like an alternate universe Wanda was like pulling the strings. I could not believe that Wanda from the TV series was just like, Oh yes, I've been reading this evil book and now I'm evil. Like that's what <laughs> right. it was. I'm with you. I Look, I, you know, she is written to be a villain in many ways. You mm-hmm. know, the comic books support that. However, if we're going to blame the Darkhold, which makes sense. However, like we needed to like emphasize that a little bit more in the story. Yes. Because it, they really didn't bring it up. You know, Doctor Strange never said, we got to break her out of the Darkhold. You know, he was like, we got to go fuck up Wanda. <laughs> and I was like, no. No. 
No, she was just like, I need my children back. Like, it doesn't matter. And I hated her whole, like, you broke the rules and became a superhero. I break the rules and become a villain. I'm like, honey, you enslaved people to create your own sitcom, like, (laughs) fantasy. He, like, did the calculations and was like, okay, to defeat Thanos, we're all going to have to die for a couple years and then come back. I actually did like that line a lot. I feel like it w- she delivered it like fantastically and it gave me chills, but I'm like, honey, this is not how that works. But I mean, it is true though. I mean, like later, okay, we're jumping all over the film now, but I'll just say this. <laughs> like Dr. Strange does everything that Wanda does in this film, but he is like praised as a hero though. Like he dream walks into a dead guy's corpse, which is very um, not cool, I guess, in the yeah. rule book of coolness. <laughs> But he's also not, like, destroying buildings in the process. Like, he's not killing all of the people at Carmitage. Right. <laughs> Wanda, if you're listening, I'm still out here for you. So just let me know when you need a rumble yeah. and I'll be there. I, su- I support you, girl. I just wish you had not been done dirty like this. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Sam Raimi. Oh, man. <laughs> well, okay. Let's talk about the Scarlet Witch costume. Amazing. Impeccable flawless this costume is perfect from head to the toe Mm -hmm. no notes it's great yes it's incredible i feel like it even it got like an upgrade from the tv show which i love um it looked this good in the in wandavision but somehow just looked cooler yeah i don't know if it was the lighting i feel like they did redesign the top a little bit and i feel like there was like some minor like i feel like they added depth to her crown yeah but yeah loved it perfect no notes beautiful i think in wandavision the fact that she like you know we saw the battle in the sky with agatha like real quickly mm-hmm. but then she like lands in westview and like you know the sun's out and everyone's just kind of walking around so it didn't really have the same effect but when she's in like you know destroyed carmitage it like hits different <laughs> it's like ooh, <laughs> grabbing people out of puddles yeah. <laughs> uh speaking of carmitage uh it was beautiful for a whole second for a whole second, I have to say I was very disappointed that Carmitage did not put up more of a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like Carmitage was also done dirty. <laughs> I feel like the sorcerers are better than that. I don't know. Just the Scarlet Witch is just too big of a badass. I I mean, we'll talk about the Illuminati later, but she has virtually no enemies in this film, and it makes me wonder how cool our actual Avengers are. Like, you know, she could she can mess if Captain up, America were around or the Hulk or Iron Man, like I'm starting to wonder how effective they would be against the Scarlet Witch. That's true. But the one thing is, it's like all the people who like had relationships with her and kept her from doing crazy things in the first place are gone. Yeah. So she's just kind of like, ooh, well, l- let's go. Well, before Carmitage was destroyed, there was a ton of beautiful costuming, I will say. All the sorcerers, they look so good in their robes. And there was such yes. a, like a unique variety of robes, too. Yeah, I loved how they were all coming in from like the different um, sanctums. And it's like, oh, yeah, like every sanctum has its own like its own deal in terms of like look and style but it's all it's all like very cohesive yeah. still which i enjoy that was really cool like the london sanctum and there was another one i don't remember what it was um it was really late in the morning but very beautiful i also love that there's just like different species like this minotaur sorcerer yeah. going on i was like who's that guy or girl i'm not sure like who who is that right i that took me aback but i was like okay yeah I mean, so far, no. Let's figure this out in the next movie. (laughs) Yeah, no questions. That's okay. Um, Also, we did really get like a good visual of Doctor Strange's uniform. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, earlier he was getting attacked by a squid, so it was really hard to look at it. But something about this uh, suit of Doctor Strange felt really upgraded and just very beautiful. I loved it. Yeah, it did. It was very vibrant. Yeah. Which I feel like it hasn't been in the past. That That's one thing I appreciate this. I think Sam Raimi did was bring like a vibrancy to the whole thing. You could tell that like color and light was very important to him in this film. Um, so I really appreciated that. Well, Carmitage is pretty much wiped out within a couple minutes. Yeah. A very great scene, by the way, especially if you're a Scarlet Witch fan like me. You're like, man, oh, yeah. she's taking care of this place real quick. 
It's just unfortunate to see so many people murdered in the process. But hey, we make sacrifices yeah. for our favorite characters. <laughs> With that, Doctor Strange needs to make a quick escape. And he uh-huh. asks America to get them out of there. And they travel through a bunch of different multiverses. I saw some yes. Jurassic Park in there. There was Paint World. There was cartoons. Everything. Everything. It made me excited. I was like, I don't want to see yeah. a single year in my lifetime where there's not a Marvel movie, knowing that there's this much material out there. Yes. Absolutely. No pressure, Kevin Feige, um, but like, keep them coming. Keep them coming. We'll, we'll keep going to the movies. Even when I'm like 95 years old, I'll be like, what Marvel movies coming out this year? <laughs> right. It better be that Jurassic World one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, that was such a cool sequence. Um, I really liked the paint world because um, I recently saw everything everywhere all at once. Oh, man, I'm so jealous. I'm dying to see that. Ooh, it's so good. But there's a rock. There's a rock world. And it kind of reminded me of that. I've been dying to see that, Elizabeth. <laughs> I'll hit you up after. That sounds yeah, fun. Yeah. Um. So finally, we travel across the multiverse to Earth. 818, which I was just excited to hear those terms said out loud because I've always just read them in comics and storybook. Um, side note, Elizabeth, there's no pictures of it. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Earth 818 is very beautiful. Um, I want to live here. Everything right? seems very lovely. I'm like, this is what New York needs to look like right now with all like the flowers and everything. Right. I'm like, oh. This looks very beautiful. I'm very jealous. Maybe we should just stay here, Mr. Strange. Right? right? Um, I did love the Bruce Campbell cameo, which at first I wasn't, it didn't fully click in my head what was going on. But um, obviously Bruce Campbell is from Evil Dead, um, which Sam Raimi directed. And <laughs> it was just so funny. I want to show Elizabeth this little clip um, from Evil Dead to kind of show like the comparison. Let me... Daniel, you might have to cut this out because it's on Twitter and I don't think we could include the clip, but it's more for Elizabeth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, that's fun. Because I've never seen the Evil Dead movies, so that's funny. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Oh my gosh. I love how he was at the end of the credits too when it finally stopped. Yeah. Oh my gosh, um, is that why he chops his arm off? Or his arm gets chopped off. Does he have a, a fake arm in those movies or something? I think so. It's just an all homage to Bruce Campbell's character just kicking the shit out of himself in a film. So the end credits really like brought back that that little Easter egg, which is so funny. I love that. <laughs> all right, as we continue down the streets, Elizabeth, we have a returning character. Mordo. What a character. <laughs> He got a little bit of a costume upgrade, actually. I I looked at picture. Well, it's an of, entirely different one. Yeah, it's it's a it's a variant of Mordo, but still, this one had a more badass costume. It's very elevated, also kind of futuristic. Yeah, like very heavy shoulder pad situation. Um, new Lots hair, of layers. Yeah, he looks great. It gave me Loki vibes, though. A little bit, which is cool because you know I love Loki's costume. Well, with that, Elizabeth, we have a lot of characters to talk about. I think we should take a little break before we get into the Illuminati. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Hi, this is Dan, audio engineer of the Blogcast. Here to let you know that if you wanted to support the show, you can head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy some awesome TeePublic merch with the Blogcast logo. We have shirts, sweaters, coffee mugs, stickers, and of course, a baby onesie. Thank you for all of your support. to get into the the many characters we meet on Earth 818. 
I'm very excited. This was really the part I was excited about for the whole film. Yeah, this this took me aback. I was not expecting it, but I did love it. Oh, man, I was so ready for the Illuminati. But before we do, we see a variant of Christine. And I yes. think I like this Christine a lot more. She's cool. Right? I was like, ooh, maybe you should just go back to Doctor Strange's world. And the two of you can, like, <laughs> try at that relationship again. <laughs> Christine looks good. Red hair, this very scientific lab coat. Yes. And uh, just this whole uniform is just really on point. I love the color on her with the red hair. This is a very stylish universe, I must say. Yeah. I want to live on Earth 818. It's it's all that. With the Ultron bots just casually walking around. Oh my gosh. I'm like, wouldn't that be amazing if Ultron never went bad? Like, this is what we would have. I think that's essentially what they were saying. I mean, so many of us thought that Tony Stark was going to show up in this, but I guess he did not. Mm-hmm. Um, he, it, it was rumored that he was being played by Tom Cruise. I don't know how we all got clowned yeah. into that. Um, either way, it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Elizabeth, I ready to talk about the Illuminati. Yeah. Losers. We. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Doctor, we just saw these clips from the trailer and Doctor Strange walks into this room and we see these shadowy figures. So for months, everyone was just guessing. And our first one was the Captain Carter, which I yes. guess because you could see her shield on the poster. Captain Carter. Yes. Yes. So good. I, this was incredible. I love Carter as a character. She's like amazing and she's not in the MCU enough. Uh, So I was very happy to see her back. Right. So essentially the idea is that if, you know, um, Captain America never were to happen, Captain Carter would have become a thing. And I love her. She's so cool. Her uniform slaps is so dope. Just everything about it was so good. Um, I don't know why I've been noticing a lot of like social media hate for Captain Carter. Why? I think people are pitting Captain Carter and Scarlet Witch against each other. But I'm like, can we all just appreciate how cool this is? Yeah. I mean, I love What If. That was a great show. So seeing this happen really gave me a lot of joy. Nice. Nice. Yeah. No, she was incredible. Was not happy with her demise, but whatever. Yeah, she didn't do very well. None of the Illuminati did, no. which was very sad and also made me very scared of Scarlet yeah. Witch. It's because they underestimated both Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch. Yeah. I was like, sorry, this is not your cute little stay-at-home Scarlet Witch that you have in this universe. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the next character we'll talk about. <laughs> oh my gosh. I laughed out loud when John Krasinski just like flopped onto the screen. <laughs> I was like, you're joking. Come on. I love it. The fans made this happen for years. People have been fan casting John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Here he is, and I love fantastic. it. Fantastic. 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 <laughs> I do not like the Fantastic Four. I never have. However, with John Krasinski at the helm, there might be hope. Yeah. Because um, he looks great. His Mr. Fantastic suit looks fantastic. It's great. Um, it's very interesting, futuristic. So, yeah, I hope they bring him back because... I think I could get behind. It's time that we redid Fantastic Four, but it has to be done right. Yeah. Because in the past, it's just... Also, I used to watch the Fantastic Four movies quite a bit with, um, uh, you know, Chris Evans and the other man who I can't remember and Jessica Alba. Mm-hmm. I, watched, I watched those a lot, but I was young and I didn't... <laughs> I've you never know? seen them. I've never seen them. <laughs> They're just okay. Um, That's unfortunate. So I, I think it's time that we do them in a really great way. So let's hope that comes soon. Um, then we have Maria Rambeau and her version yes! of Captain Marvel, which was very exciting. I loved her. I was so disappointed. I was disappointed at how all of them met their demise. I was like, come on, people. Yeah, she is crushed by <laughs> the building. <laughs> um, 
But I love Captain Marvel, so I love this suit. It has all the same symbolism of a Captain Marvel suit, mm-hmm. just a little bit more upgraded. Yes. Um, just also kind of dark, knowing that Lurley and Wanda Vision, <laughs> Wanda Lurley meets Maria's daughter and still goes on to like destroy her. She doesn't care. Yeah, great, great costume. Loved it. Oh my gosh. Then we have Black Bolt, which I was like, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> no, I was so excited to see Black Bolt. I love Black Bolt. And the way that he died was literally so disturbing. I could not. <laughs> I feel like they were hyping him up. And then I was just like, okay, sir, you clearly think highly of yourself. <laughs> well, he is like the king of the Inhumans. He is so powerful. It was so exciting to see Anson Mount brought back as Black Bolt. Oh, his costume was cool. Black Bolt's costume was cool, I gotta say. Yeah, I loved what they did of his mask. And just like the detail on it was very interesting. I'd love to see it up close. It looks like they did a lot of upgrades compared to his first appearances in that ABC film. I mean, ABC series, which I'm guessing was probably very low budget. Yeah. Um. So I'd love to see these costumes up close. But the show apparently bombed, so I've never actually seen it. Yeah. Um, however, they brought him back to play Black Bolt, which is very exciting. I'm like, it's time to bring then humans into MCU and do it in a good way as well. Same as Fantastic Four. You know, we saw it recently with Daredevil and Kingpin. So I'm like, mm-hmm. there is a chance for the Inhumans. Uh, we just got to do it right. Uh, speaking about bringing people back in to the MCU... Uh, who was more perfect than bringing back Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier? I was so excited. So excited. Literally brought the hair up on my arms. It was incredible. I wish that they didn't tease him out in all the trailers leading up yeah. to this. That would have been an so epic excited, surprise. Though. It made me excited to hear him that knowing like, ooh, he's probably going to be in it. Right. But no, like I, he is great as Charles Xavier. I... I loved those movies growing up and it was just fun to see him back. I'm like, I really, I also really love the first class movies and I'm like, I would love to have all of them like in the actual MCU. I think that'd be brilliant. Right. (laughs) I loved it and he looked great. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, this chair is so ridiculous. I sitting in and then I went back and looked at some comic book references. I was like, oh no, this is what it's supposed to look like. Um, He brings his chair with him. (laughs) It looks hilarious. (laughs) I did like that he was the only one who didn't underestimate Wanda, but he did what he could. (laughs) Yeah, he still... When Charles Xavier was killed, I was like, okay, there's no stopping her at this point. Now that the Scarlet Witch has destroyed the Illuminati in a mere five minutes, even though I was looking forward to this for about a year, um, (laughs) Dark Wanda really uh, turns up. So we didn't really talk about it, but Dark Wanda dream walks into her Earth 818 Wanda. Yeah. And we get to see her kids for a little bit, which they look great. Yeah. They were good. They were good boys. They were chilling out, living, living their lives (laughs) until Wanda had to interfere with their mom. Yeah. Very, very dark. Um, And Wanda goes on to it chase everyone through the tunnels these very long tunnels underneath the illuminati headquarters i was like why why are there so many doors in this place creepy covered in blood this poor wanda when she came to i love that she was just like what the like what is happening what happened to me everyone talked about how this was gonna be an entrance for zombie wanda however that was not the case this shows that we should not read too into trailers. No. It was literally just really bloodied up Wanda from destroying Charles Xavier and everyone else that we love. Right? And I'm like, okay, they probably took inspiration from Zombie Wanda. That doesn't mean Zombie Wanda is going to be in it. Like, yeah. queer jets, everybody. Uh, this was Sam Raimi's time to shine, though. Very yes. creepy. And I loved it. Made me very uncomfortable. Uh, Wanda was just running around in like this bloodied up shirt and just the red glow like ooh, spooky i do love though uh they finally they're like getting to where they need to be christine makes that cute patch on the robe and it's just like it, that's one thing i kind of liked about 
this movie is like the objectives were so clear. It's <laughs> right. just like everything went wrong at every single turn. Right. This film was surprisingly very simple, mm-hmm. which I think is a thing I that I had the most problems with. I was like, oh, multiverse of madness. This is going to be so confusing, confusing stuff. No, it's like we need to find this book to stop Wanda from having a very serious tantrum right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, literally. And they have the, they find an evil Doctor Strange, which I was not comfortable with in any way, shape or form. Oh, I loved it. It was so cool. This was another what if character that was brought out. Um, very creepy. He's just it's a Doctor Strange that's basically destroyed his entire universe, trying to bring Christine back. Um, and he's just very dark and evil looking and just like it. he's really wearing not anything too different but the colors mm-hmm. are very like dark and cool and yeah rotten which just makes him look very gray yes. and yes he he looked very dilapidated dr strange and i have to say this is another place where i'm like why didn't you develop the relationship between christine and dr strange <laughs> in another movie if you're gonna if their relationship was so like deep and impactful that all these Doctor Stranges go crazy trying to get her back. Like, wh- right? That I mean, was this, one of the things I took issue with. And this one in What If, which you haven't seen the show, this is your spoiler warning. Uh, basically, she dies in a car crash, and Doctor Strange, you know, comes out uninjured. So then he spends his entire sorcery career trying to bring her back. So he, like, you know, people shouldn't have to figure it out, though, when they watch this. Yeah. They should have killed her off in the first movie during that car accident. (laughs) (laughs) This whole situation would have made sense. Oh, man. (laughs) Sorry, Christine, if you're listening. I like Christine, the character. Um, (laughs) They've just not made great decisions about their relationship and how it's portrayed on screen. Either way, it was a lot of fun to see Sam Raimi really shine with this other evil moment. However, I thought the piano fight was a little goofy for my taste. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) who let Danny Elfman in the writer's room? Like, (laughs) I get that he was doing the music. However, you did not need to let him in the writer's room. (laughs) We were going to have a piano fight off. (laughs) I was like, all right, well, I I was like, it didn't it didn't make sense. It didn't. But whatever. It looked cool. It was good fun. Um, (laughs) What was not fun was uh, Wanda's new home. It's a little, it's a little dark, a little creepy. Yeah. Mount Wanda Gore. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So as much as I liked this movie, another thing I took issue with that Uh is not fully explained. And I wish they would so that everything would just make sense. Was what's the whole like Scarlet Witch prophecy deal? Like, what exactly is she supposed to be doing? Like, like what? Like, what are these prophecies that like? Oh, this great witch, so powerful. But like, what exactly? Like, what's the deal? Like, what is the Scarlet Witch's deal actually supposed to be? That there's a whole like temple to her on top of this mountain. I thought Agatha explained it in WandaVision. I kind of, but not very well. I don't have it memorized enough to like really explain it though. I just thought the idea is that she's just this powerful witch that just is just the most powerful witch of them all. Well, <laughs> exactly. But like, it, you did all of this in preparation for this powerful witch, like. Like, I feel like when there's a prophecy, it's like, oh, they're going to do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, come on. The prophecy is to destroy all of Spencer's favorite characters in a measly five minutes. Mm. Um, Okay. That makes sense now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Either way, I loved her new home. It's very Spencer vibes. I would like to live here. Yeah. Um, Even with my own giant demon bodyguards. That seemed fun. Right? Right? I was like ready for like some like some trolley like action scene and then they just like bowed and I was like, ooh, yes, girl. And then who pulled them out? Was it Zombie Strange or Wong? 
Wong took down one, Zombie Strange took out the others. I think so. I think so. Talking about Zombie Strange, disgusting, but I loved it. (laughs) The zombified updo is back. Um, Very cool. Very, very cool. I did love Zombie Strange. That was awesome. I love that like he was just decayed enough to look disgusting, but still intact enough for this to actually make sense. And like his costume, which we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, it really worked for Zombie Strange yes. because somehow it became decayed with him where like mm-hmm. the blue really became like a dark blue, almost black. And the red gives off just, you know, red is just inherently evil in this film. Yeah. So just really like added to the pure evilness of the Zombie Strange. Mm-hmm. I I agree. Like he just looked dirty and like... I, I like that he, like, didn't look powerful enough to, like, defeat them, but he still did. Right. I was like, how does Zombie Strange really carry out <laughs> the end <laughs> of this film and not Charles Xavier? But I digress. Um, this was another great, obviously, um, Easter egg of Ash versus the Evil Dead, because this, to me, just looks like it's pulled out of Sam Raimi's uh, <laughs> 80s, 90s work. <laughs> Absolutely. Have, who let this man direct <laughs> Doctor Strange? I love it, but I was like, how did we work in so many Evil Dead cameos <laughs> in an MCU film? Because people like me haven't seen it, so they were like, it'll go over enough heads. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so fun. I'm a big fan of Zombie Strange. Very cool. Yes. Um, also very dark. Um, and with that, Wanda is basically defeated. By her own children. <laughs> Right. Okay. So that's what happened. I was having a hard time remembering what happened. America was like, do you know what? Here's your damn kids. And she walked in and her kids were like, ugh. And that was it. Who the? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, no, Wanda, you're not their mom. Like, I'm like, mom, some crazy witch lady just walked into our living room. And I, I like that Wanda was like, oh, you're a me from another universe who lost their children. Like, I feel bad for you, but p- politely. Please fuck off. Please stop dreamwalking in my body. That would be very sweet of you. Yeah. Um, She's like, also, why am I covered in blood while you're here? Like, Yeah, like, what happened? Excuse me. Like, if I was that Wanda, though, like, she clearly leaves through the Illuminati, like, place. I would have been like, I'm getting my children and leaving. Like. Yeah. (laughs) Why did you? Why did she stay there? I was like. I would have gone to like the Avengers compound or something and been like, hey, something crazy just happened. Oh my gosh, so crazy. Last night I destroyed the entire Illuminati. (laughs) But it wasn't me. Someone else like possessed my body. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was very heartbreaking to see Wanda break down though. Um, Yeah. After everything we've been through in this film, I still was like, why? (laughs) I'm like, we already went through this with her. Why are we doing this again? And then... They Wanda brings down the tower on top of her to destroy the Darkhold and I, herself within it. And I, don't I just think felt, she did though. So I don't think that she's actually dead either. No. However, I don't like this feeling. Because like there was that flash of red when like after she brought it down, there was a flash of red. And I think that was her leaving. Probably. Because it's like you don't deserve to die, Wanda. Just Yeah, and like it's rumored you know, that don't be evil. I've read multiple times that she's signed like a seven year contract from like this point forward with the MCU. Oh my gosh. So I think she's coming back. However, I still don't like how this ended. Very Mm -mm. uncomfortable with it. No, (laughs) I do not approve. And like suddenly at the end, it's like, oh, we have to destroy the dark hold. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we we should have been saying that the entire time. Shocking. You just figured that out. Like, (laughs) Why didn't we just destroy this tower in the first place? But whatever. Yeah. Um, And with that, that brings us toward the end. However, we have an interesting end credit scene. Yeah. Charlize uh, Theron. And we have, excuse me, evil Doctor Strange possessing our Doctor Strange's body. (laughs) I was not okay with that. I think Elizabeth and I might not be on the same terms of this. I don't know if this is him being possessed or if he just... Yes, it is. Or what if he's just really afflicted from using the the Darkhold himself to dreamwalk in a zombie strange's body? 
Like, maybe, but I don't feel like they would have given him the third eye unless it was the evil Doctor Strange. But the evil Doctor Strange might have got it from using the Darkhold in the first place. Yeah, but remember, yes, absolutely. But remember, he's like, I've been looking for a universe to escape to. Yeah. No, you you could be right. I'm not necessarily saying you're wrong. I just feel like we got to think about this a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, he saw him with that other... Oh, wait, or didn't he die? Wait, did he die? Yeah, I believe he supposedly died. Oh, that's right. But I just I mean, remembered that. We don't know anything. It's the multiverse of madness, so anything yeah. could happen. Yeah. What I do know is that Charlize Theron looked good showing up as Clea at the end there. Is is she so is she not an eternal? Because she looked like an eternal to me. She's not an eternal. I believe in her universe, she's like her own sorcerer supreme in her own right. Um in like I think it's called like the dark universe or something. Hmm. And actually in some comic book iterations, she and Doctor Strange become married. Ooh. Which okay. I was like, I like it. <laughs> 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 I like it too. Ooh, yes. Uh, her costume was sick. Um, I would yeah. say it, it definitely looks like she's from a different universe because it did not match anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I it gave me Eternal vibes. It, it like, does. Yeah. I saw her and was like, "Oh, it's another Eternal. Cool." Yeah. No, I get why you would think that. It does remind me a lot of the Eternals costumes. But it also reminded me of the Inhumans a little bit, a little Medusa-like. Either way, mm-hmm. she looked amazing. I'm very excited to see her show up. And with that, that brings us to the end of the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Ugh. So fun. So much fun. So much fun. We obviously have some things about we didn't love. But overall, I would still say I love this movie. <laughs> yes. It was still a lot of fun. It was fantastic. Like, yes, there are things I didn't like, but it was a good movie. <laughs> right. I'm, like, I'm very excited to watch it again and probably listen to this podcast. Like, I just enjoyed it so much. Yeah. I think I just didn't love it as much as I thought I was going to love it. I think that's what's unsettling about yeah, it. Yeah. I, I don't think it's that I didn't like it as much as I thought I would like it. It's that I just did not like what they did with Wanda. Like when it comes down to it, we're we're very protective of Wanda, yeah. As you can tell. <laughs> well, make sure you all let us know what you thought of the film while you're thinking about it, Elizabeth. It's time to play our favorite game. Are you ready? Yes. The one costume to rule them all. One costume to rule them all, Spencer. What was yours? Okay. So my favorite costume was just obviously the Scarlet Witch costume. It is just impeccable. Every detail about it is beautiful. I love the textiles. Mm-hmm. I love that color. And somehow it like has this shimmering dark effect to it where it's like you could see the energy through her just kind of moving. I just love Wanda and I feel very defensive over her. <laughs> and I will follow our queen till the end. Um, I agree. I can't deny that that was an amazing costume. However, my one costume to rule them all was America Chavez's denim coat. She didn't need a costume change. She was like, I got my coat. I look good and I'm getting things done to the best of my abilities. Like (laughs) what could be better? (laughs) She needed one outfit to save the multiverse of madness. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she did. I love it. Uh, This was a fun episode. I'm so glad we got to watch this. And hopefully everyone has seen the film because it's really great. So let us know what you thought and what your one costume ruled them all is. Yes, let us know. Um, In the meantime, though, uh, we sadly have to say goodbye to Space Month. Next week is our last episode in the Space Month series. Spencer... What are we watching? We are ending with one of the ultimate space sci-fi films of all time, which was costume designed by another great (laughs) costume designer, John Malo. We are watching Star Wars A New Hope, the ultimate sci-fi film. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Go watch Star Wars A New Hope 
And while you're at it, if you liked what you heard, leave us a little five-star text review on Apple Podcast or whatever listening platform you prefer. We very much appreciate it. And don't forget to hit up our Patreon for our special bonus episodes. We're actually getting ready to record one in a couple of minutes here, Elizabeth and I. Yes. I won't tell you what it is. Um, and also hit up our, our podcast merchandise store. Get yourself a nice hoodie. Yes, everybody. Have a fantastic week. May the force be with you. <laughs> the Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash theartofcostume for some bonus content. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. But after this, it's Spoiler City. <laughs> spoiler City. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so our summary this week. When America, a teen with the unil... Oh, you know. You know.